0: Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What
1: up, Mary Jane? I'm saying it first because I always forget, <laughs> and so if I say it now, I will not botch it, and you won't have to remind me. Eight minutes into an episode, <laughs> I'm trying new things. It's new all things. about new beginnings right now.
2: How's it going, Mike?
1: Good. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy, cannabis culture, cooking, calling shit out, and and um, can I say what breaking cycles. Ooh! I think that's one a big one for me right now is cycles and being aware of them and wanting new swirls in my life
2: I am so on board to hear all about this. Yeah. Yeah, it feels good Okay, would you want to get into it right off the top
1: if yeah, let's dive into the deep end You don't go into the shallow end. that's how you get a goose egg on top of your head in third grade And nobody helps you out of the pool.
2: Oh, no little Mike. It was bad. Really? Yeah,
1: it reverberated and echoed out through the water. If you were underwater, you heard my head hit the concrete. And, uh, and my eyes were swimming.
2: Oh, my God. And I wasn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. So painful.
1: Anyway, as far as <laughs> cycles are concerned, um, I'm really enjoying Weight Watchers. Okay. And I know we're only a week in. Yep. But I lost five pounds. Whoa. And my like eating is more fun, mm-hmm. even though we do use points differently. You and I do. Yeah, we yeah. view points very differently. We're on
2: different plans too. So I'm tracking absolutely everything, and you're tracking only some things and then not others, right? I'm not sure what the
1: difference is. <laughs> I don't know Let's either. Look at. But I'm yeah. team blue and you're team green. Yep. We have a certain amount of points.
2: Why is eating more fun for you?
1: Um, because this gives me, I need, it gives me structure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I desperately need. And also, I feel like the idea of um, pluses and minuses is a really rewarding system for my brain. Okay. So if I can equate a fig Newton, which I hate that I'm using that as an example, because why would I ever <laughs> eat a fig Newton unless I was tricked into it? Uh huh. Um, then I then I can equate that with a number of points, and then I can allot my day around those points. And if I want to just go ham instead of fig Newton, then I can also like go on a big fucking hike, or I can I can. I can find balance because I'm aware of all of the structures that are in place to help me get there. Mm-hmm. Is that a good way to describe it?
2: Yes, I don't like the fig newton as an example. <laughs> <laughs> I object to a fig newton being the primary example that you chose. Let's
1: erase it in the Mad Lib. Hit me with something better.
2: I don't know, grilled cheese yeah. or like <laughs> something that's d- maybe delicious just like universally acclaimed as being a delicious thing. Like fig newtons are very divisive. I fucking love a good fig newton with a cup of tea. I'm not anti fig newton, but I just think it's a weird <laughs> thing to be like, you know, like when I'm planning my daily meal well, I splurge. and I map out my points for the Fig Newton allotment that I have as my weird, I mean, but I appreciate what you're saying. I have yes.
1: one under glass that I'm really looking forward to oh. at the end of the day. Oh, I cannot wait.
2: Can't wait till I can have my Fig Newton. I do. What is, so what is your Fig Newton <laughs> right now though? Because my, my Fig Newton, my thing that I actually plan having enough points to have every single day, I'm obsessed with. A, a dessert that isn't, and I could never remember the name until I had it so often that I now look at the box every day. I thought it was called something like, Jesus, bananas are great. Or like, <laughs> wow, have you tried bananas? It's called must love bananas. But it's a- it's All fun <laughs> names. Yeah. Really great Jesus name. Christ, bananas are amazing.
1: Damn, yo, you want to try this banana? <laughs> yo,
2: bro, have you had a banana?
1: <laughs> this, the packaging is so Bananas
2: fun. are tight. <laughs> so <laughs> they're non-dairy I guess they 're vegan um, banana frozen desserts that are dipped in chocolate like uh, like anything, like a little ice cream bar. Fuck, they're delicious. Must love bananas. Yes, they do taste like bananas. They're fucking amazing. And I have structured my whole day around having enough leftover at the end of my day so I can enjoy one of these goddamn bananas or, <laughs> <laughs> are, are so tasty. <laughs> um, what's yours?
1: Um, I tried that and I loved it. Yep. It was delicious I'm ice cream. I'm trying to
2: convert everyone into it. Yep. It is
1: great banana ice cream. I think I like banana as a flavor when it's not a candy flavor.
2: Yes. Yeah. Like an actual, real kind of frozen banana flavor. Very Lovely. delicious.
1: I have not found my sweet treat at the end of the day yet because, and I think that, I think that if you were to categorize people in something like Weight Watchers or even Money, I come from a family of savers. Mm. They save everything. Like when I sent my brother or mom, a friend of the show, Andrea Gazetta's artwork on yes. postage stamps. Yes. They framed the postage stamps instead of putting the art out into the world, they saved and framed it. So or, I like com- Were
2: they stickers? Or
1: stickers, not postage. Yeah, they saved the stickers. I was like oh,
2: Andrea has stamps. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my
1: god. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like they framed stickers and that made me uncomfortable and mad because yo, use them. Um Right. So when I'm approaching my points right now, I'm not dipping into my weekly points. I have like 10, 8 to 10 points left over per day because I'm only eating fruits and vegetables. And I'm like slowly starving myself because I believe it will kickstart my metabolism. But you have warned me against it.
2: I am so... I'm, uh, You need to stop. You need to use all of your daily allotment and dip into your weekly allotment sometimes too. Because otherwise it's not going to work. But you're just going to be hungry and you're going to give up. Like use all of your fucking daily points and try and use all of your weekly points if you can.
1: You really think so? Yes,
2: that is absolutely the way to enjoy life and have it because you love to eat. You and I both, like, we, our whole relationship is based around food <laughs> and so weed. True. Like, it's so weird to talk about, like, constricting or, or, you know, limiting our our intake of any of the things that we love. But so I'm just really trying to like right now, what I'm finding really helpful with this app and tracking is that I'm tracking all of the things that I like. I'm saving up for the things that I really want to enjoy. Like I know I'm going for a hike with our friend Natalie tomorrow night. I happen to know she's going to make butter basted steaks before we go on this hike. Oh, fuck. So I'm already planning to have that as part of, you know, because I'm like, well, then I can plan enough exercise to work it off or use my points in that way or whatever. And I'm tracking all of my edibles. Too, because that's the main way I'm intaking weed right now. I haven't been smoking at all. I'm taking in uh, a lot of tincture and gummies and counting those points. And it's just like the whole thing is just—it feels very holistic and cool. So I'm really enjoying the Weight Watchers experience. How, Sorry what's to hijack the, that about me, but
1: yeah. what's the average points for an edible range?
2: Um, it depends, as like as much as food does. Like food can be any points, so like so can edible. So like a tincture which is in an oil, usually like the one that I have is in MCT oil, is like one or two points for a dropper. The gummies that I take, um, currently I'm using the Care by Design rest gummies, which are fucking awesome to sleep. And those are one point for two gummies. Okay. But then, you know, if you wanted to have like a really big sweet treat, you, you know, it would cut several. I mean, they'll have the calorie breakdown and everything on the label. That's the cool thing about having, you know, the legal weed market is that you can actually look at the label and find out all of the nutritional information, just like you can with any other food. Yeah,
1: well, because I ask because Weight Watchers is yelling at me every single day about my sleep schedule Mm. because it's like three thirty a.m. to nine thirty a.m. or four a.m. to seven thirty a.m. or two a.m. to ten a like it's so all over the map and so it keeps pinging me and being like, "Bro, put down the screen, get into bed, read." Yeah, like it's trying to do everything it can to get me to like have a schedule. Are you doing
2: any of these things? I'm.
1: I I need something like an edible. To help me get there, because mm. otherwise I will never get there. My concern with the edible is when to take it to sleep so that it doesn't kick in and then I'm up till six in the morning playing video games. You
2: need to take it, like, ingest your weed the second you feel like you're done working, and maybe even like toward the end of your work day, I would say. Like as soon as I can sort of like close my computer and be done with any work calls, I am drinking a weed beverage or I am like taking a gummy or I'm, you know, maybe if I'm meeting up with you and we're smoking a joint and going for a walk, that's fucking awesome. But usually it's just like some like five or 10 milligram intake that is going to get me through the evening and then closer to bedtime, I'll, I'll do my second dose, but just do it earlier. You're gonna want to be on your screen less anyway when you're stoned, right? Every Don't you? fucking
1: time I smoke, I'm yeah. like, why have I still? Why am I still on Instagram? Like, right. what the fuck <laughs> am I doing? It's it's like it, you should really that should be a real big weed sales point. Is like, hey, if you get high, you won't want to be on social media.
2: You won't want to be. You might want to be on TikTok, but only to look, not to post. Yeah, you're not gonna feel any need to compare yourself to anyone when you're super stoned and scrolling through TikTok. That's just pure joy for me like Agreed. that watching some of those amazing fucking videos that people are making there's like some of the greatest comedies like happening with like weird like physical videos I don't know anyway I yeah I think that um, you should start your weed intake earlier and you should eat more <laughs> <laughs> and you should will you truly... please be my doctor also, and just
1: be like yo fig Newton's They're fine, but let's go and uh, (laughs) smoke and get higher and eat more food. You sound like my dream doctor.
2: Well, I, I just think that like, have you set up your sleep to dim your phone at a certain hour? You know how you can actually use the settings on your phone to shut shit down. It will like stop getting notifications. It'll stop all incoming calls. It darkens your screen and it tells you to go to bed. Have you done this?
1: I didn't know any of that was possible.
2: I, I will show it to you when we finish recording this. You can actually tell your phone to stop talking to you at a certain point in the evening. So it will stop sort of like pinging and bugging you. And like, unless someone's on your, I think your favorites list, mm-hmm. if they text you, it doesn't show up until the next day. If someone calls you, it won't come through.
1: Wow, please do, because right now it's on slither mode, which is when I lay down and it slithers up from the bottom of the bed, under my covers, (laughs) up my leg, and pokes out in front of me, fully bright, showing me the day's notifications at like 2 a.m. Like, look at me, look at me, it's blinking that. So I got to turn that mode off.
2: That's a horror movie that uh, sounds terrible that's happening at your house. Have you
1: ever seen Slither, the James Gunn movie? No. Oh my gosh, Mary Jane.
2: (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. It's a movie. Your hands are around your neck. Yes, I'm feeling very fucking stressed out by this weird <laughs> phone moving around your bed. What's happening? <laughs> that would
1: be a good movie. Like the the phone is like a familiar, like some kind of demon. I don't like it. Uh, all right. Anyway, um, we will watch Slither. We will report back. That will be like a Sunday supper stone Slither. Wait,
2: is it scary? Uh...
1: I would say more cool horror than it is like spooky twist. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think it for me, it falls into like the edgier Men in Black category.
2: Okay. I truly cannot imagine what this movie is like, so I will give it a shot.
1: It's cool. It's like action horror. Okay. It's fun. Okay. Really fun. Okay. okay. Slither? Yep. Will you shake on a slither?
2: Yep. Edibles and a slither on a Sunday afternoon.
1: A Sunday supper slither mm-hmm. sesh.
2: Yes. And I will get you to go to sleep by like 7 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> will you come over with a giant big mallet and bop me on the head every evening? I mean, I would love to. Yes. I would love to just show up at your house. If you do an edible, whack you on the head and leave. That would be, yes. Yeah. An absolute pleasure of mine.
1: There should be like a Looney Tunes category on Weight Watchers. That's like <laughs> tiny anvil orders that will dink you on the brain yeah. to send you into dreamland. Dink.
2: <laughs> I... Uh made plans to meet a friend tomorrow morning at six AM and I'm only able to do this because I have been upping my weed intake earlier in the evening and going to sleep earlier and it's feeling pretty good, I gotta say. So, you know, I don't I can't say that what works for me will work for you, but I, I recommend trying it.
1: I would love to. That sounds awesome. Especially our guest today, Jessica, when we talk with her about like edibles in New York.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, we should do the news story in a second, speaking okay. in New York. But um, Yes, to edibles. Yes, at the end to of the day.
0: Edibles.
1: Yes, to edibles.
2: <laughs> and especially the you know the cool thing that's happening with edibles right now is that you can have you know your sort of traditional edible, you can make it at home, you can you know infuse a infuse a batch of brownies and just enjoy, but also there's all this amazing R and D that's happening with nanotechnology that's making the cannabinoids more readily available in your system, so you can just feel the effects faster, and it's so cool because a low dose, is you know affects different people very differently so five milligrams for me might totally knock someone else out on their ass and then another person might be like five milligrams is fucking useless and we talk about this actually we so for anyone who um is interested in our patreon we're back with our patreon and we just dropped our first splainer episode where we, where we get into what the endocannabinoid system is and does and that's very much about like how edibles interact with your body there are the traditional way where it actually goes through your digestive system and then it's metabolized in the liver and then these fast-acting edibles that are actually go right through your bloodstream into your um, so it's not the same experience and it's really pretty amazing
1: and did you hear about the scientist who looked at blood from Mm -hmm. nanotech and all the cells were (laughs) high-fiving
2: i love it yeah it was
1: very cool to see they were all wearing the sunglasses that emojis wear it was rad
2: i feel like there's a there's a reboot of uh inner space did you ever see that movie inner space oh i loved inner space was it rick Moranis?
1: uh that's honey i shrunk
2: rick Moranis.
1: um it's still honey i shrunk
2: (laughs) (laughs) wait who was in inner space kurt russell oh no but maybe. someone
1: but of the feathered hair time it might have
2: been kurt russell yeah maybe there's a reboot in which uh the inner space goes into a stone person's body and they like get to see all of the like you say the cells like uh-huh. hanging out with shades on that would be awesome <laughs>
1: and then he's eating a bunch of fig newtons because he's really cool oh the whole my thing god would be
2: great <laughs> fig newton corner you're never gonna live that down <laughs> mike picked fig newtons
1: inner space with a stoner sign me up yeah that sounds awesome i would
2: watch inner space tonight i loved that movie it was so weird i loved it those 80s movies were so fucking weird do
1: you want to get to the news yeah let's get to the news did you know who it's brought by
2: our uh, news segment is presented by ocb Uh, (laughs) i am pulling it up right now The Grubler Gazette is presented by OCB Rolling Papers, the largest rolling paper brand in the world, crafted naturally since 1918.
1: OCB offers a full line of plant-to-puff papers made with sustainable fibers farmed within a 500-kilometer radius of their facility in France, which is powered by 100% green energy
2: in 2020 ocb rolled out america's first ultra thin slow burning bamboo rolling papers and cones they're even burning no tear gmo free and vegan
1: not all rolling papers are created equal ocb offers a premium smoking experience that we call harmony on high
2: ask for ocb wherever you buy your papers and sample the entire line of products plus visit ocbusa.com and follow ocb on instagram at ocb underscore USA.
1: If you dig our pod, support the people who dig our pod and check out OCB Rolling Papers. They're Freaking terrific.
2: They're fucking awesome. Their cones are great if you're not into um, rolling, like if you're just running out the door and you can stuff a cone real quick or uh, get better at rolling with their amazing line of papers like you and I have.
1: I'm getting better at rolling, but I did trade a pack of cones the other night. Oh, nice. Somebody traded me for a lighter because I kept asking them for the lighter. Yeah. And they were like, I'll trade you for some cones. And it was at this comedy show. Shout out Steve. That's who (laughs) I traded him with. And uh, yeah. And so also great for bartering to get things that you need as well.
2: I love a good barter. That's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Good swapping.
1: Well, our news story this week Mm -hmm. is some pretty cool news (laughs) for a lot of reasons. One, uh, Jessica is in New York. Yeah. You're about to. I'm heading
2: out to the East Coast next week. If you are in New York or DC, uh, let's link.
1: And according to net, a great place to get all of your cannabis news, New Yorkers can now smoke marijuana at the n- state fair because weed is legal and anywhere that you can indulge in tobacco, you can indulge in cannabis. State carnivals,
2: stone carnivals? Fucking A. It's so great. This New York law that legalized weed for adult use means that you can smoke cannabis anywhere you can smoke cigarettes, meaning on a street corner, like as long as you're sort of not in a public park or in front of a school and not inside or in, in a business, but anywhere you can legally smoke cigarettes, you can smoke a joint. So fucking fantastic. You can go to your state fair and get some funnel cake.
1: Ooh, which you haven't had yet.
2: Which I've never had.
1: You're about to. I'm
2: very excited about funnel cake because we are doing a cool thing that we will talk about here <laughs> <laughs> later. I can hear your tongue tiptoe away from <laughs> your teeth. I was about to say something, and I'm not going to say it. But anyway, funnel cake. Eat it when you're high. Um, I'm so excited about that. I was Also, a state fair. like mm-hmm. Just the fucking greatest. Wait, have greatest. you been to one? Um, I have been to... Not to
1: put you on Carnival Blast, but like, what's your carnival experience?
2: My carnival experience is kind of limited to um weed events that had like carnival aspects like there was this amazing series of cannabis cups when i was working for high times that happened in a town called clio clio i can't remember which way to say it but it's in michigan it's near flint and we spent um i think i went there two or three times and it was just fucking amazing because it's you know kind of out in the middle of nowhere in Michigan and there was that kind of feeling of like the, the the fair yeah. and it was on a racetrack and so I feel like I've been to a state fair but I haven't really I guess like it's kind of like rides and animals and stuff right
1: carnival games can I like run some things th- at you yes. and you can yay or nay if you are either if you've done them, if you like them, or if you want,
2: have yes, tried them. Yes, I would love to, yes.
1: Have you done a Ferris wheel before?
2: Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. Yes.
1: Because that's very important.
2: I, yes, I'm a big fan of a Ferris wheel, getting high on a Ferris wheel, fucking awesome. I smoked a joint with you on a Ferris wheel, actually at the Cannabis Cup in San Bernardino, when two chains was on stage oh that's right during sunset yeah it was like one of the first times that you and i hung out and we were at that (laughs) fucking cannabis cup, and we were like let's go on the ferris wheel and get high and then two chains came on and i was like okay this is pretty much heaven i want to do this for the rest of my life why can
1: i not remember the sentence i smoked a joint on the ferris wheel at sunset while two chains performed (laughs) with you i need to remember that sentence
2: Um so yes. And I've been on some of the bigger ones too, like the um you know, there's one in London that's called the London Eye that's pretty neat. Um so yes, I have. How about you? Have
1: you merry go around?
2: Wait, have you been on f- oh of course I've been on a Ferris wheel with you. Don't forget what you just said. I know. Um <laughs> have I been on a merry-go-around? Yes. Have you roller coastered? Yes.
1: What's your roller coaster feelings?
2: I'm not great on a roller coaster. Uh-huh. How about you?
1: I don't like them, but I'm there to do them if everyone's game. I'm not going to ruin anyone's time and I okay. will go on them. But if you're looking to, like, if, if, If it's an option not to, and instead get a big honking turkey leg, I'm there for the turkey leg.
2: Yep. I Same, same. I went to Disneyland for the first time with my friend um, Elisa, who was turning 25 at the time, and she was like, I don't have anyone to go to Disneyland with, and I really don't want to go for my 25th birthday. So we went together, and um, she wanted to go on all the things, and I just wanted to go on the small rides and eat. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I was really excited about, like, there's one called, like, Mr. Toad's something or other and it's just like it's the smallest tiniest it's what the little's like you know it's like really it's not for it's like for parents and little kids and I was so happy on that ride I was like this is just right for me like it's not stressful there's nothing popping out at me I'm not gonna like have that weird lurchy thing in my tummy Mm -hmm. um they slow
1: enough that like the nachos aren't gonna spray as you hold them exactly. and nibble. Yes. Yes. Totally. Yep. I love that. Um, I'm not here to spin. I'm um, not here to swirl and loop. I'm here to I don't hold wanna... a Sunday yep. in a styrofoam thing and look around.
2: Not here to have that fucking precipitous drop feeling in my stomach that people seek out, which I is so... Blows my fucking mind because the feeling that wakes me up in my dreams is the falling feeling. Yeah, yeah. That's like as it, you're almost f- yeah. about to
1: fall asleep, and it's like your soul, like hold on to your spine for one last grip before it disappears into the abyss.
2: What a great way to put it!
1: That's what it feels
2: like. So evocative. Hmm. Yeah. That's exact. So that feeling, that drop, is what wakes me up the most. That's my nightmare feeling. So I would never like be like, "Ooh, can we go on the Tower of Terror?" So I feel like I'm gonna die right now. (laughs) Um, So yes.
1: What about carnival games? Love them. Love them. How good? I feel like you'd be really good at them. So good. Because we've gone to Dave and Buster's, then your ticket cup is full.
2: I am very good at um, like certain things, and then total shit at others. Like I'm really fucking bad at skee ball, um, but I'm great at cornhole. Hmm. um really so it's bad si- it's
1: whole size and and throw shape
2: yeah i yeah i feel like i can trust my own arms trajectory but then when physics play a role in it i'm just not i don't know I'm i got just, you i suck at ski ball. yeah um, very good at pinball not great at shooting water into a clown's mouth
1: <laughs> <laughs> what about your um what about your ring toss and milk bottle baseball
2: uh, never played the milk bottle baseball ring toss m- mediocre, yeah, yeah, okay. How are you at guessing a jar full of jelly beans? Well, uh-huh,
1: glad you brought it up, <laughs> okay, because I have a new technique because we were talking. About jelly bean counting, we talk about food a lot. (laughs) We do. (laughs) We do get stoned and talk about food a lot. Uh, um, Yeah, yeah.
2: Do you want to go for a walk? You want to go for an evening wander and like get real big to just talk about random shit? Okay, (laughs) okay. Good. That sounds like a like a very calm and chill and fun time. Great. (laughs) Until
1: I start ranting about how I'm not good at counting jelly beans in a jar, (laughs) and then you're like, take it down, effect dude. But I was like so bad at counting jelly beans, I would always be way too high. I would guess like. Out, out, out of bounds. Right. And, and then what I would try and go too low, I was still too high. And it made me mad. Oh.
2: So what's your new trick now?
1: Thanks to you. Okay. It's quadrant. It's like qu- doing quadrants of jelly beans in the jar. And so if it was a carnival game, I feel like we would win the prize now. Because yeah. you only take a small jelly bean segment of the jar and then you multiply that segment by how many of those segments you think are in the jar. Mm-hmm. So if you like picture five jelly beans in there and then you think that there's 25 of those segments in the jar, mm-hmm. then you're just doing 25 times 5. Which is? Uh, crazy cool number. <laughs> it's one of my favorite numbers. I don't even want to say it and jinx myself because it's like so big and perfect and like close to home. I don't, I, I don't want to activate my, um, my feelings about it because I love it so much.
2: Yes, I fucking feel you on that. Also, sorry to put you on the spot there. Was, well, do you know what it is? 5 times 25 yeah. is 125.
1: Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's way more jelly beans than that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went to a we did a carnival at Mary Jane's, and it was twenty five jelly beans in an ashtray, <laughs> <laughs> a hole in the wall that you throw a bean bag through. <laughs> yeah,
2: tried to play ring toss with the dog. He just took it and chewed it in the corner. <laughs> Um, tried to shoot Bobo with water. <laughs> that didn't work.
1: <laughs> but the turkey legs were amazing.
2: Tur- yeah, fucking turkey legs were amazing. I'm I'm actually really excited about everything that I'm cooking right now, especially because we're counting and like it ha- you have to get a little more creative with you know being on the point system. I ha- currently have spiralized zucchini noodles that are sort of like, um, I've salted them a little bit so they'll drain a little bit. And I'm going to make us, after this, if you want to stay for dinner, I would love to feed you. I'm going to make uh, zucchini noodles with a, a little shrimp stir fry with a little red sauce like kind of like a pasta substitute with the zucchini noodles sounds delicious I'd love to Okay, good. Wow. I think it's going to be real tasty. And then I'm going to feed you a must-love bananas. (laughs) Fuck, bananas are delicious. Fucking
1: yo, have you tried
2: these bananas? Fuck, dude, you got to try one of these banana things. (laughs) So good.
1: We should invent an X-rated grocery store so that you can name things what you really want to name them. Yeah. It would be a very fun bodega.
2: Where were we the other day when... No, I was with uh, our friend Lauren Hurt, and she and I had just met up for lunch, And she ordered a salad that sounded so good that I had the same thing. It was a burrata, peach, and tomato salad with fresh basil and prosciutto. Jesus fucking Christ. So good. And then afterwards, we met up with her cousin, Scott, and... Uh, His partner, Travis, and Scott's sister, three people. I only knew Scott meeting Travis and Scott's sister for the first time. And they were like, hey. And we're like all, you know, chatty chat. And they were like, you had lunch? And I was like, yeah, we had this amazing barata salad. It was like, you know, like, is really, like, porny. It's really, like, it's like cum. (laughs) They were all so game and lovely that they were like, yeah, "Yeah, it is very porny." And I was like, "Oh God, I don't know any of you this well. Um, to I don't know how to backtrack. I don't know what to do." So I, I panic left. <laughs> I, liked, looked- I was like, "I gotta go." <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just said something super weird about a nice lunch in front of a bunch of strangers, and now I have to run, run away. <laughs>
1: Yeah, get your steps in, though.
2: Yeah, get my <laughs> fucking panic steps. <laughs> panic steps. Oh, my God. It is delicious. It is
1: like porn. But it yeah, is. if we did an X-rated grocery store, burrata. It's in the cum aisle.
2: It's a, oh, God. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm in. I'm on board with this. Okay, then why are you covering your eyes with your hands? Because I'm shy and weird, and I don't know how to, how to like i mean does this mean that you just have like every aisle is like a a after a sex thing
1: no i think yeah i think a come aisle is too broad um (laughs) because every like it's just like because certain foods are delicious to certain people so you can't if if that food isn't in that aisle for that person you're kind of negating how they feel about that food so i think that a come aisle is actually quite rude (laughs) um I don't have the aisles down yet, but I like the idea of just being able to name products what you want to name them because you believe in them that much, where it's like, yes. damn, this burrata is like as good as coming mm-hmm. is a great name for yes. a burrata. Fucking bananas are a delicious tweet <laughs> treat is also a great name.
2: Fuck, fuck these bananas are delicious and this cum, this cheese is orgasmic. This cum cheese. This cum cheese is <laughs> orgasmic. Oh my God, Yes. <laughs> Ooh. The thing they
1: don't tell you about Weight Watchers is that you're going to get really high and only talk about food oh my for God. an entire episode. And it's
2: all you fucking think about.
1: And our guest this week is in Italy. So I can only imagine the type of food that she's enjoying and indulging in right now with her mom. So shout out, Jessica. Hope you're having a wonderful time in Italy.
2: A brilliant time. And I cannot wait until you and I can go to Italy and Spain and have our, our little culinary tour of all of the fucking amazingness over there.
1: Let's do it. Do you want to get to Buds of the Week before yes. we get to um, Jessica and her amazingness as well yes cool uh do you want to go first or second can i go
2: first yeah i would just love to say um in light of last week's episode where um i shared some pretty personal stuff and some vulnerable things i've just been overwhelmed um by the kindness that so many people have shown me um both in in reaching out and and dming and and just in sharing and and telling me their own stories it's been really moving so thank you everyone who has allowed me to be open and honest about my experience with my sister Um, and, and I'm just super fucking grateful. And, um, my butt of the week is a dear friend of my sister's, Karen Childers, who's in Port Townsend. She's just been a great friend, um, since I met her. She's super fun. She makes the most amazing glitter art. She like does this beautiful paint with glitter that I I can't even describe it. I'll see if I can find something to share on the grid, but Karen's just fucking awesome and funny and cool. And I love her very much and give her a follow because her Instagram is full of like baby deer and beautiful flowers and gorgeous things things and she's just um a fucking awesome friend that's awesome
1: wow what a butt my butt of the week this week is at zach miller dog zach is z-a-c-h miller and then dog is d-a-w-g at zach miller dog uh, a new friend who i met through abdullah and doing stand-up Zach runs at Hemperer's Comedy and so when I got to go to Palm Springs and do that big fat set in a dispensary that used to be a bank and I so I essentially performed in a vault which was awesome (laughs) yeah it was a really great time and he runs great shows he's a great stand-up comedian I would love to have him on any show that I'm doing give him a follow he's all about getting high he's very funny at Zach Miller dog and thank you for having me on one of your shows
2: I'm so excited to come and see some of your shows soon. You're you're like you're back. You're performing all the time. You're like really good out every night. Yeah, I'm just excited for you.
1: Uh, And also, please vote for our South by Southwest panel. Yes, it is uh, August 26th. I think is the last day of voting for us. That's right. So if you can go into either the link in the show description or on our Instagram at Weed and Grub and click the link tree in our bio. Go to South by Southwest. Uh, I think they ask for like your blood type, your sex, your email.
2: A strand of uh, hair. A strand of hair. Mm -hmm. And like... Favorite dessert.
1: Yep. And then you can vote for us.
2: Yep. And if you say Fig Newtons,
0: (laughs) they (laughs) lock you out of your account. (laughs) Like no, who is this? They're like no, no, no.
1: (laughs) Your vote does not count. Yeah, sorry. He
2: said big Newtons. He's automatically disqualified from voting ever again, including in federal and state elections. (laughs)
1: He said you can't do that. We need Gavin Newsom right now. I cannot release oh, this up.
2: Wow, yes. Oh, really real quick. <laughs> if you live in California, I just got my ballot in the mail today. Please, please, please vote. It's absolutely insane what's happening with Governor Gavin Newsom being recalled because like even if you don't like him, even if you think he sucks, the alternative is far fucking worse if you look into it. Like there are, I think so 47 candidates, all of whom are polling with very low polling numbers because none of them is a better alternative. None of them has have better ideas. So please take the time to vote to let Gavin, uh, Governor Newsom finish out his fucking term and then we can vote for someone else. But this whole recall situation is crazy. And I don't know if you can hear Archie drinking in the background, but that's a funny little... Uh,
1: woof. Woof. Yeah. All right. Vote for a South by Southwest panel. And, and if you're Calif- in California...
2: Vote, vote, vote. Yes. Yes.
1: Uh, our... Vib this week, our very important bud yes. is Jessica Devine, who we were on her podcast "Cake for Breakfast." It was an absolute ball. I like her a lot. I want to kick it with her.
2: She's so fucking cool. Shadow fellow Canadian,
1: yeah, and
2: so kind and funny and nice. And what a fucking great podcast! Like she's she's doing it something at the intersection of finance and pop culture in such a cool, smart fucking way. I just love what she's all about.
1: And we get into it on the pod, but the. Point that she was like, I want more women investors. I want women to be excited about like investing and blockchain and Bitcoin and like learning for yourself what it like what it looks like to do these things
2: I for the very first time in my whole life am truly having to learn some stuff about finances Uh, wish I had had some leadership and guidance at a younger age I would have loved to have found Jessica's podcast when I was just like getting out of theater school maybe I would have made some different choices that would you know my uh, credit rating might be a little better (laughs) (laughs) but she's fucking great she's so informative and funny and cool and um, we had a great time on her pod and I'm so glad she was uh you know our guest today it was a really fun hang
1: so without further ado and Mm -hmm. also see you in new york jessica
2: when we all hang out and we see where we can smoke wherever you smoke cigarettes see we're (laughs) gonna smoke joints on the sidewalk (laughs) we're gonna do this accent see
1: oh no (laughs) the whole time you're in new york you're doing that i'm gonna get a
2: fedora and i'm gonna talk like this the whole time out of the side of my mouth see okay
1: without further ado here's our interview with
2: jessica devine
1: What up, Jessica? Welcome to the show, host of Cake for Breakfast. How are you doing?
0: I am so excited to be on one of my favorite podcasts.
1: Well, go on. No, I'm just kidding. Uh-
0: <laughs> I'm really excited to be here. I love you both so much. You were so cool and insightful on my podcast, and people are like, whoa, they're so smart. I was like, I know. People loved, Mary Jane, your technical terms. So I really need to like get some more insiders on that from you. They were like, I loved all her terms. I was like, I know. Wow.
2: I don't know what terms I used, but I'm um, ha- happy to go on about whatever they are. I don't remember.
1: Yeah. yeah terps and, endocannabinoid <laughs> oh, and- endocannabinoids. Oh,
0: endocannabinoids. right. Yes. Yep. That's a good one. <laughs> totally.
2: <laughs> well, let's get into it. I, I have a million questions, starting with where were you born?
0: Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. Like yeah. Country Canada. Yeah.
2: So great. When I found out that you were from Saskatchewan, I was like, yeah, we're from like the far-flung reaches of the, of the Great White North, like the uh, Canadian uh, provinces of Newfoundland and Saskatchewan are like kind of two of the lesser yeah. known places in Canada.
0: We're the type of people when we went away to college, as they say in the US, even though that to us would be sort of like lower, right? University, we say. That, uh, even like with the places where you and I come from, they're always like, ooh, Saskatchewan. I'm like, settle down, Toronto. You're nothing in New York. Okay?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so how did you go from Saskatchewan to, you know, every, everywhere you've been Made since? Made it here. Well, yeah.
0: I went to school there for a couple of years. And then my younger sister went off. To, where we're from in Saskatoon, especially. Is it like that with Newfoundland where people um, go to school at, what's the school there? They have a good one. The Memorial um, University
2: is the one where I'm from. What's it called? Memorial University of Newfoundland.
0: Memorial. There's, like, another one. There's, like, hmm. one of the, like, we would look at it as the Ivies. Maybe it's in New Brunswick. But uh, everybody... Dalhousie? Are you thinking of Dalhousie? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's in New Brunswick, yeah. New Brunswick. Okay. But everybody goes to the U of S. No one, like... Like, people who get sports scholarships or play professional hockey leave where I'm from. But everybody else, like, goes to the U of S. And then... You know, you stay there, you you maybe go to Calgary. And my sister saw me going to school where I was like living at home and my parents were like, midnight curfew, first year. And it was like brutal. She's like, F that. She had really good grades. She went to McGill. And I was like, that is so unfair. And she was like (laughs) having the best life ever. And then they're like, well, she just got it done. And so then I was like, I'm going to go away to school too. I was in commerce at the U of S, transferred out to York University in Toronto, finished my degree there. And then after that, um, I had a boyfriend at the time who was working in investment banking, and he was like, so what are you doing after school? I was like, oh shoot, I guess I have to start like paying rent and stuff. And I was like, "Uh, I don't know. And then he got me interested in investment banking. I went to work at UBS in Toronto, worked there for a few years, and then came down to New York, worked at sort of a hedge fund research firm in the city, then got my Spotify deal, Started working in podcasting and here I am today. Wowzers.
1: When my friends and I hear the words like investment banking or stock market or anything, like, it, it makes some people clench up because it's like, what are you talking about? Numbers. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Yeah, money, numbers. What are you what talking is a dollar? about? dollar. I don't yeah. know how there's
0: that works. There's sort of like two avenues you do in, if you're like getting to like the type of finance I was working in. There's investment banking with, actually, I just got off the phone with one of my best friends. He's like about to be like a managing director. Like he's killing it. He was like the smartest kid at the whole high school, like that level. Then there's like sales and traders who are people like me and you all work for the investment bank, but we like the investment bankers do deals for the companies. We're out selling stocks to hedge funds. You have to be really high energy, really smart about tickers. You have to know Bitcoin, why it's trading down today and like what your analyst, who is the nerd doing all the research, is going to tell you about the stock in like a few months. So I was in the group of like the movers and shakers. So I was like when you go that one avenue where you're an investment banker, you're like sitting at the office until you're 30. My route, you're like meeting with the billionaire clients at like 23. So I was like doing bottle service, having my best life, but like learning at the same time, but just sort of a different EQ versus IQ is a big part of it I would say.
2: Let's get into your podcast cuz Cake for Breakfast is it's such an interesting amalgamation of business and fun gossip and it's you know you're covering Wall Street and Silicon Valley and Hollywood and like yeah. fun brunch and also SPACs. So how yes. did
0: how did it come about? How like how did the whole thing Evolve. Honestly, I feel like that's always sort of what I did at my job. Like in uh, in the type of finance I was in, you have to publish, you have to send out a morning note. Each. Maybe you maybe do it once a week, maybe you do it a day, but it's sort of like a recap of like if I was writing a morning note, which I do on my show now. But if I was just doing it or my Instagram, but if I was just doing it for the for my business for my old job, it would say Bitcoin uh, tr- Bitcoin trending near thirty seven. It would say oil and gas futures looking like you do sort of five gathering points. And I always liked the juice, like especially the clients I worked with. I, I gravitated to sort of this group of people that love to trade, you know, risk takers. That was sort of my my zone uh, that I flourished in. And they always want like some edge, like the line of am I insider trading or am I giving them edge is very gray at times. You have to be very careful with that, especially when you have friends that are uh in corporates and you hear stuff anyways let's not put me into jail quite yet but (laughs) I love sort of like having that edge and with my friends I lot I started prepping girls all the time like my friends would be like oh my god I got a date with a guy at uh Goldman Sachs investment banking what does that mean Jess and I'd be like well you should know they have a new CEO you should know that like he likes to DJ like I sort of gave them the rundown and that's what that's what made the podcast it's sort of like The rundown, but not on like the standard, all the boring shit everyone publishes every day. It's like trying to find the fun noise. Fun noise. I like that Fun noise is cool.
1: Mm -hmm. Is there a Steve Cohen story for you? Because I've heard you say on your podcast how you had to fight for a meeting for years just to even get FaceTime with the guy.
0: For anyone who doesn't
2: know, can you tell us also who Steve Cohen is?
0: Well, very controversial. Some people love him. Some people hate him. He's like, I would argue the most famous hedge fund manager of our time. The show Billions is modeled after him, even though I'm sorry, that guy's way hotter than Steve Cohen. Even though Damian Lewis? Steve Cohen. So Yeah, hot. <laughs> really. And, and RIP to his wife who just died. I was so sad to see oh, that. Oh, God. Stevie Cohen, I got one meeting with in my life, and he's an incredibly intimidating man. He got nailed on insider trading now. Was he guilty? We don't know. Uh, but he got out of it. He like paid the two bill fine and like kept, r- he was like, blackballed from the industry he couldn't operate outside of a family office a family office means it's only your own money uh paid the two billion dollar fine sat out for four years comes back with like a 10 billion dollar fund already rocking and rolling now the thing that that makes steve cohen kind of great he tiger global is the bigger fund that pays the street well he also pays the street exceptionally well and every sunday night he hosts, like, a now would be a modern-day Zoom. It, it used to be a Skype. He'd put up, like, four analysts against each other, at four PMs, and they each pitched him his trade. And if you made money that week, he paid you out, like, a million dollars or something crazy like that.
2: Wild. Whoa. So what every guy
0: wanted to work for him. He was very cool. Wow.
1: And you fought. The way well, you described I it was, on your podcast was like, yo. They,
0: yeah, I got a meeting with him that he came into. He was interested in a consumer idea uh, that – my one of our analysts was pitching so he came in sat down i was like holy crap i was like did i dress pretty enough for this like this guy like you have to look you should have a hair blowout on like you should show him that respect and (laughs) he didn't say much like he came in kind of nodded and he has a detail with him that was the one obscure thing i had not uh encountered with a hedge fund manager before and they have a decal detail a security detail
1: oh a, oh yeah so that okay. i mean
0: th- i've met with billionaires before but that was one i was like hmm that's different like the guy was following him around small yeah. guy uh but yeah he just like he i find it interesting that he's getting into the media now i would love to have him on cake for breakfast because he was like notoriously the most private guy ever he's got like a 50 million dollars state out in connecticut but now he seems to be like tweeting wars against state Portnoy. so who knows
2: I have so many mm. questions for you about billionaires in general because I feel like you've been around them, you have met them, you you. It's it's just such an interesting world to operate in. I just wrote a big piece um, about a Russian oligarch who funded a cannabis business with his, um, you know, personal fortune and like his, the whole story about him and how he came into weed is so fascinating and that whole world is just so. I mean, it's the one percent, right? So like, mm-hmm. what? When you talk about like a blowout mean being a mark of respect, like what,
0: what is the sort of world like when you're operating at that level? Is there? Well, let me just say, I'm not a suck up to people who are just like, here's everything for free. If anything, I'm like inappropriately rude in front of them. But with someone like Stevie Cohen, who I think he came from Queens and did he, did he inside or did somebody else go to prison for him? We don't know um and that guy had a wife with two kids like that must have been stressful for them but the guy somebody like that that uh he just it's like a thing of respect like i i would want to go in showing my my best i'd want to have the best idea like to take somebody's time like that that's like come that far you just want to be the best jessica jane divine you can in front of that person cuz maybe they'll call you back right maybe They'll like your idea. Maybe they'll remember you. And that's kind of how you grow in that industry, too. Did you ever have any dealings
2: or insight into Adam Newman, the WeWork founder?
0: No, different side of... He wasn't a Wall Street guy. Mm -hmm. He's hot. I remember covering him on the show. I was like, he's kind of hot. But then, like, every... I haven't dug into it enough. I haven't seen the documentary. So I can't speak to him other than I thought he was good looking. (laughs) Well, okay. But I know he's Mm -hmm. a bad guy.
1: How do you feel about walking around barefoot at the office as a ceo
0: well that's not see that i covered san francisco for a while so i know the hedge fund world really i can i know the hedge fund cultures really well in new york uh uh, dallas and san fran san fran and then la has a bit but they don't have a big hedge fund market the san fran guys i did not enjoy the company like the even though you might be say you're not stevie cohen if he wanted to put his feet up fine But say you're like, whatever, if you're a prominent guy and you put your feet up on the table, which is one thing I I just, I couldn't even cover this guy anymore. I was like, that's so rude, like... Thank you. Yeah, I gotta
2: say, when I was working for a big cannabis company that can remain nameless, uh, it was bought out by some of these guys and the first thing that they did was take their shoes off and put their feet up on the desk and, you know, it's a power move and I was just like, that's crazy. Put your feet, you like, put shoes on. (laughs)
0: It's so rude. I would, you know, I would never do that like to show that kind of disrespect in front of no matter who it was.
2: Right. Let's talk about your love for California, Malibu specifically. Like, how often do you get out here and uh, get to brunch Malibu
0: okay so I discovered Malibu so my boyfriend is a produce producing a show out there for Netflix he uh invited me at the tail end of his trip and I found a connection I knew from Canada who had this Malibu home so I brokered a sales spot on my show to like stay in this 10 million dollar house for you know like no, no money at all as long as I like Instagrammed it and then I was like he was working late on the set one night and I walked down to the beach but my, I was like, This is living. Like this is like where I need to be. I'm just obsessed with it. I love all the celebrities around there. I love how like you're like the hot blonde mom in the Range Rover with like your sandals and you look like a million bucks. I mean, your Mm -hmm. husband's like 80, but like still it's, (laughs) you know. (laughs) You
1: have a bulldog in the passenger seat. Yes, you have a bulldog.
0: So when you come out to California, do you
2: get to enjoy any of the legal weed here? Are you a consumer?
0: Okay, so I love like a J, like a really pretty J, this one new brand called, I get sometimes, oh, Pure Beauty. Yeah. I love the pure beauty, the little short pink ones, and then I'm obsessed with Alt, who my friend Mark Sue runs the company. And I it's like this little vial of it makes me like I told you guys about edibles, I had an edible and like died. I was like, I'm never doing that again. Cause I was like, oh yum, yeah, gummies. Like first I had like the worst first experience, like borderline hospitalized. Um so I like a J for like a big workout if I'm doing like an eight mile run or something. I find a J is helpful for that uh but these alts he took me out to like experience them and you just like drop it in your drink and one alt is like having one j so i was like this is actually the direction i might head in this space because i don't like the the bubbly drink with all the calories and all that like i just prefer the alt experience (laughs) like the little like add-in experience
2: I I just wrote about alt for a piece for Rolling Stone about the future of edibles and it's alt actually stands for advanced liquid technology and the cool thing about it is that they're using nanotechnology which they use in like the wellness sector to make um, things more bioavailable for rapid onset so the great thing about alt is that it's like one of these fast acting edibles which are you know we talked about on your podcast which are the future because you don't need to wait an hour to feel the effects and then have a bad experience like it sounds like you really had with this edible it's like sort of immediate you can wait 10 minutes see how you Feel, adjust your experience accordingly which i'm such a fan of like microdosing with rapid onset edibles is just so great for anyone that's like a novice oh my consumer. god have
0: you tried alt yet yeah Oh, you have mm-hmm. to I was like, I'm gonna get Mark Sue to take you out for the experience. Like Well I'd he- love to be taken out for an experience. Yeah. Go <laughs> <I'm>, tell him. <laughs>
1: we'll cut that part out. We'll cut it out. We'll drop in you going, No. No. <laughs> what about food? What are we eating? What are we snacking on? What are you excited about?
0: Ugh, I'm a really bad eater lately. Like when I'm the podcast you guys know is like a huge undertaking, but it's like an obsessive love. I get so excited on wins. It reminds me of when like a Steve Cohen or some but not him directly I don't want to give myself that much credit but when a hedge fund would buy your trade idea like you just get you get such a high from that and like g- growing in this business and like running your own business it feels so so good so the flip side of that though is like I've let my health go to shit lately I've been like doing too much ordering of food Pastis is open late I'm like ordering Oof. $30 sandwiches I'm like hey I'm a to start business I need to settle down this trend right now mm. I do celery juice every day because my mom and my aunt say it keeps you hot. So they look great. I'm like following their trend. So I do like a big celery juice, but then, you know, I eat poorly probably later at night. But I don't usually eat all day until like three o'clock, I would say.
1: You just were talking about how you consider like your podcast like a startup.
0: Yeah, in the sense that you're running, you're fueling your business, right? You've got to grow your audience. You've got to get your new sponsors. you got to like, it's. I love this um, quote that I put it on my Instagram that uh, Josh Schwartz said about the OC and he's like season one of a show. People don't get it. It's like a startup. Like it may work. It may not. You're like hope you're hoping all the right pieces are put together. But who knows what could happen? I was like, wow, you think of the OC as like, oh, done deal. That's in the can. But like that guy had all the same frustrations like a small entrepreneur would have.
2: Right, and it's bringing your sort of business sense to bear on something that a lot of people just think of as a creative endeavor. I mean, I know that yeah. like Mike is a comedian and I'm a performer and writer. Like we thought of this podcast as we started it because we wanted to be, you know, have creative conversations about all of the things that we love with all of the people that we love. But yeah. you're so right; it is a business, and it's so important to treat it that way because how else are you going to keep making it unless it's a profitable enterprise? So I love hearing that. Like, yeah, you're yeah. a startup.
0: Yeah, I know. I loved hearing that too from him. I was like, man, like you just think sometimes you look at people and you're like they're so set like and then you like look at it it's like oh no they've got x y and z going on so
2: what's your take <laughs> like, on nfts i
0: have i did a show on them they're very complicated uh it's pro. It, it's like i don't want to say dumb money but <laughs> i is. just don't have that that's a level of money like if you're somebody making a uh, hundred grand a year and you're buying an nft like I mean maybe it would hit But you're not gonna buy something probably worth it If you have a hundred million dollars Sure go buy something Like it's just like fuck you money It's trying to put Trying to find new ways to spend money That you have too much of Right Do you believe Malibu is a rich person's second home Or is it a rich person's permanent home Because I know like the Gigi Hadids grew up there And I know the Fosters grew up there But is it a main home Or is it more of like a rich rich second home What's your take, Mike? I My, know you mine is wins. second home
1: because I don't think it's family friendly. I think it's the place that you go to and you party and you hang and you have meetings and that's yes. your kind of flex spot. I, I totally you disagree? disagree? Yeah.
2: I come when on. I moved to Los Angeles I found this hike up Zuma Ridge, which is just off Zuma Beach. That's and where I actually, stayed, yeah. It's incredible. And so there's a beautiful next time you come we'll have to do this hike because you can walk all the way up to the very top. I didn't know if you made it up to the top of Zuma Ridge. No, but, but, it but it I overlooks. still have the
0: code for the house so maybe we could go hit the <laughs> property after two. Dude, smoke a joint on
2: the beach. So it's You know, I remember coming back down from Zuma Ridge and this just, it's so truly incredibly beautiful. And I looked out at Malibu and I was like, I'm going to live here someday. And I just like put it into the air. Maybe
0: it's a Canadian thing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, maybe so. But I definitely like looked into Malibu after that. And I really like it's, I think for the most part, it's very quiet, very old money with a lot of people who just have like, you know property there that you just don't hear about and of course there's that total celeb beachfront culture which is you yeah. know all of the all of the people who are living it up and you know showing showing off but I think there's like a huge portion of it but that I you think don't Zuma is
0: where because like the beachfront carbon is like I'm Chuck Lohr he owns the big Matthew Perry but I agree with right. you, Mike there it's like not to sound like rude but it's like a two-car garage and a three bedroom home it's not like that big but the more Zuma Ridge when you go up on the hill a bit Yeah, Um, those are all start like like, properties. Those are like big properties, eight to ten mils like starting price. But I was like, I wonder what the what the high what the not high school, but there is a good high school there. But I wonder what the actual like I live here full time versus we the people that own that house like lived in China, I think. So they were they were Canadian, had a Canadian tie, but like don't go there much probably. So
1: what's your take? First home, second home?
0: I'm so torn on it because I would live there full time. Like, I've lived in New York for, like, almost 10 years now. Like, I have gone to every party. I've eaten at every... Like, I'm not a douche, but I've just, like... There's a certain amount of time where you've just done it all. And so, like, Mm -hmm. the idea of, like, being in Malibu where they have a couple amazing restaurants... You live with celebrities like it sounds like a nice checkout plan I'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place for your next act you know yes exactly exactly
1: which speaking of I don't know do you believe in vision boards how do no, you manifest your dreams You I'm hate all that shit you don't have time for I get it
0: That's data not, it's like, driven for me, it's like show me the money and let's move on here people yeah you're talking to two super woo
2: woo vision boardy people yeah. <laughs> but I also get the way because like I for a very long time wisdom but you when you move to California I promise you when you live in Malibu you're gonna be making vision boards My
0: my girlfriend and I had one of my girlfriends and I had a, like a dinner one night at like the beginning of 2016. And she's like, I put Hugh Grant on my something like that. I was like, I can't with this shit. Like, no, no. We're like New York people. Come on.
2: And now she's married to Hugh Grant, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, no,
1: no. <laughs> well, then how are you? Uh, what are your goals like for the podcast? It's already like you have a Spotify deal. It is growing yeah. and growing and growing. You obviously have dreams possibly to turn it into a like show. a Netflix show produced by your boyfriend? I don't know. Show. What are you going to really do?
0: Love the, I really love the um medium of podcasting. Like I love listening to podcasts. Like I just think it's, I like it better than TV. I like, I'm sort of like a, I'm an extreme A++ personality, but then it's like when the door closes, I just want to be like alone under my covers kind of thing. Those are sort of my like two ways I go. Um, and I just love podcasts. I would love to turn Cake for Breakfast into a daily show. I sort of look at it like a millennial version of The View. I The big initiative on the, people are like, you have to have a good side. I'm like, I like gossiping. Okay, I don't need a good side. But then I started getting a lot of messages from women that were like, you got me into trading. This is so cool. My husband gave me like 10 grand to start an account. And I'm like, okay, just again, not a registered broker for the 100th time, but like, good luck. And I really love, like, I went to dinners a lot with, uh, with the guys on the trading floor their wives kind of thing like sitting down together and I sit with the men's conversation and like women don't they're like I don't know that's all him it's like well why don't you like get in the game it's fucking fun like it's a cool conversation and like get involved so the initiative of the show I like women entering that conversation the goal to make more money would be to make it a five-day view format type show and then I don't know, maybe do like a network at some point if I was like really going at it. So who knows what can happen? Wow. It's going to happen. I love the vision. And I love, you know, yeah, encouraging
2: women, especially young women to enter the world as like fully autonomous, knowledgeable investors because that's something that I was just never offered I remember you know I graduated from theater school yeah and I came out and I was like oh my god I'm expected to run my own fucking business which is yep. what an actor does you're totally. expected to run yep. your own business nobody teaches you how to do that so it's really fascinating that you're offering this cool new platform for people to like come and learn about stuff in a really fun
0: way sexy Great. way I always say it's like I'm not like <laughs> oh look at the numbers from last quarter like when I worked on Wall Street I'm like I don't get this shit like I don't care they're like Jessica you need to know this stuff and I i i hid in it because i never took the time to learn it but i was good at like identifying like hot ideas hot trends like i was good at sort of like seeing through the noise i think that's sort of my special skill um but i'm not like that stuff is so boring but to get women investing and trading like you have to sort of give the fun bits of it definitely
1: that's so cool
2: yeah dang what are any hot tips uh for our listeners As not
1: as not not a not a (laughs)
0: a (laughs) not any hot tips, but I I do like how much Mark Cuban. I find it interesting how, and I talk about this on my show too, with like these billionaires need to identify, and these aren't hedge fund billionaires. Like Mark Cuban is like a product guy, right? They need to identify with like something to make them cool, and I think people are getting a little icy about like Elon's like gathering, like you know these CEOs are now celebrities. And so Mark Cuban, you see him every other day in the news, like shouting up and down, e- Ethereum's next. Like everyone get excited, Ethereum. And so, I mean, he always puts a lot of money and time and excitement behind what he promotes and likes. So maybe that will give Ethereum a big bump. Who knows? You never know. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I'm I, wondering who's going to identify with Ripple, which is another sort of big crypto. And then Doge, I, these guys, like. just so people know, they buy Doge for their kids. Like it's You don't put your house, you don't mortgage your house for Doge. Doge is like, I'm a billionaire. I gave my kid 100K Doge just so he can learn math, right? It's not for, again, some people are making a ton of money, though, on it. Who knows? Wow. That's so interesting to think of it as like
2: an abacus for rich kids. Like <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's like, actually, Practice that's like
0: actually a that. rich kid. Your Bitcoin wallet is a thing that kids are getting called out in. Right now, like, oh, really? Show me your Bitcoin wallet because you carry it on your phone. So if somebody's, like, talking the talk, they're like, oh, really? Do you really have that? And you can, like, show it off really quickly. So I've heard that on a few shows. Yeah. Wild. And check out
1: TikTok. There's, like, Bitcoin wallet TikTok, and it's pretty exciting.
0: Bitcoin wallet TikTok.
2: I'm going to do a dive into that because, like, the most thing I I can show anyone is, like, my Uber rating's pretty good, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but Mary Jane, you're a smart chick. Were you not the 100% in school? Wasn't that, was that more your avenue?
2: Super nerd in school, yeah. for sure. But I, I took the creative route and uh, my brain doesn't really hold information in the way that yours does. So I um I feel like, you know, when it comes to all of the stuff that you talk about, like I really need help to understand and then formulate a path. Like I right. I, I need a lot of guidance. So I'm, I'm very of what you I'm one of those people who just like do.
0: throws it in like, oh, should I learn this? Like I just go for it. Where people I feel like more that are your style personality are like, that looks like a mountain. Before I climb it, I need to read about it. I need to, you know, research it. I need to figure it out and like I'll just like go for it. <laughs> Good or bad, who knows what'll happen.
1: Where can everyone find everything about you?
0: Ooh, well, I'm on my trying to work my Instagram so hard right now. That's the biggest undertaking. It is Girl on the Street on Instagram, and that's Girl, like the word on the street underscore and that comes from sort of my wall street persona which was where's the girl in the street is she coming in like is she coming in to bring the trade what's going on with the girl in the street and uh my podcast is cake for breakfast subscribe on apple and spotify it's on everything but i always guide people towards apple because for podcasters apparently you can sell better advertising money on your apple numbers and Cake for Breakfast has a podcast. But yeah, Girl on the Street underscore and Cake for Breakfast on uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Nice.
1: Yeah. And uh, don't forget to buy every single stock in the world, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, pot stocks. Yep. Make sure you get pot stocks.
2: When we know more about what's happening in the world of cannabis trading, will you please come back on and talk about it with yes. us? Because it's fascinating to me. I mean, yes. there's so much happening, and it's like, who knows? Nobody knows where it's going, but when New York opens up and the East Coast opens up with legal cannabis, things are going to happen fast. So I'm excited watch to keep an eye till on
0: You your your canopies, like between the week of, I guess you said it legalized, which I didn't even realize. but. Between the week of them opening up stores or reporting, like, after the first quarter of numbers come in, that's, if you're wanting to trade that trade, that's sort of the timestamps I'd get in at. Whether you want a long or short, I don't know. It's up to your own research. But I bet after that first quarter is when you'll start to see big movements and volatility in those stocks. Nice.
1: Man, (laughs) so cool. You're so cool.
0: Thanks (laughs) thanks for (laughs) coming on. That was so fun.
2: Follow us at Weed and Grub. Uh, Write to us at wgweedandgrub.com if you have any questions. Jessica, please come back and talk to us about all of the stuff all the time. This is fantastic. Thank you so much, guys. (laughs)
1: Okay, bye, Bye, everyone.
2: bye. Bye.